0: What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day, my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people.
1: Hello again to all of you Dolphin fans out there. Hello again, Josh. How was, your, uh, uh, how was your Thanksgiving, Brain? Oh, Oh, Thanksgiving was good. I love Thanksgiving. I love any holiday that, uh, just consists of indulging in lots of food, sitting on the couch, watching some football, having some beverages. And I, I did all of that. I, oh my goodness, did I eat a lot.
0: That's the dream really. That's, that's what the day is all about. It's what it's meant to be. That's fantastic. That was what, uh, that was sort of what we had going on, except, uh, we were, my wife and I were in Chicago for Thanksgiving, spending it with some very good friends of ours. And uh, if it wasn't for the fact that we were dealing with our very sick little baby, our my son uh, was very, very sick, got a pretty really bad cold, and was having a really hard time. Which is too bad, really, because he's normally such a you know mild mannered really uh really nice easy baby um, but he was he was having a hard time this Thanksgiving but other than that it was a great holiday it was great to get away for a little while uh, to to eat spend some time with friends spend some time with extended family and hopefully all of our listeners out there did the same and had a wonderful Thanksgiving and you're now ready for the big, Push that big sprint to the next big break, which is that, uh, oh. that Christmas New Year's break, which is uh, for for me anyway about three weeks. I got three weeks of work before I take a week off for a couple weeks off for uh, the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Chinooka, uh, all the good stuff coming up down here. But
1: um, I thought you were gonna say the other big push. You know the the big push that happens usually a couple hours after that big Thanksgiving meal. Well, I wasn't going to go
0: there, but I'm certainly glad that you did. So, fantastic! <laughs> oh, and I went. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, and if your Thanksgiving hangover isn't over just yet, I'm sure it was helped along greatly by another pretty putrid Miami Dolphins performance uh, as we record this on Sunday evening this afternoon. In New England against the New England Patriots, and I think the thing that was so frustrating about this game, Brain, and and you can agree or disagree with me, but the Patriots did not come to play. Now I I know that it seems weird to say. The Patriots scored thirty five points and and looked very good on offense. for For the Patriots, this was as sloppy as it gets. Uh, the the snap. Before Tom Brady was ready that Rashad Jones recovers and takes into the end zone. That's not something that the Patriots do. Tom Brady throwing an interception in the same game. That's the Patriots turned it over twice today after having turned it over five times, only five times the whole season before that. So this was a very sloppy performance from the Patriots. And it was a game that the, that I think even an average football team could have made very, very competitive. But when presented with opportunities to make the game competitive, the Miami Dolphins, at least the 2017 Miami Dolphins, did what the 2017 Miami Dolphins do, which is completely lay an egg on offense. And it really, it just goes to show you that if you had doubts about, you know, if it, there was all this conversation about, oh, this offense would be so much better with Matt Moore. It'd be so much better with Matt Moore. The offense was not good today, and Matt Moore was not particularly good today either. So it was just a, a frustrating game all the way around. Brain, what were your general thoughts on this Dolphins performance in Foxborough?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can agree with you on the point that it was a sloppy game for the Patriots you know, they had the two turnovers and, and there were opportunities there for the Dolphins. If they score that touchdown, you know, if they're able to score a touchdown right before the half, then you're looking at a game that I guess at that point would have been 21 to 17. So it would have been a much closer game, uh, at the half, but at no point watching that game, did I really feel like the Dolphins had any shot in the game. And I felt like, Their only opportunities to even be in the game were because of how sloppy New England played. But that said, you know, this was still a game where look, New England won the game 35 to 17 and the game wasn't even that close. New England took their foot off the pedal about midway through the third quarter. They started just trying to run the ball. They know that they're going to see the Dolphins again in two weeks. Uh, they've got issues at right tackle, and Brady was taking some shots in this game, and they weren't trying to to do anything that would that would risk the rest of their season over this game because they were they were not threatened and they should have not and they should not have felt threatened. Uh, They were completely justified in not feeling threatened at all in this game. And, you know, part of that is because the Dolphins are bad, but part of that is because they're really good. That team is just really damn good. They're the gold standard of the league. And let's be honest, this game, they put up 35 points. They could have easily put up over 40. And they probably could have put up 50 if they wanted to. If this was... The 2007 or 2008 Patriots, the the Randy Moss, Wes Welker Patriots, Brady in his prime. Uh, the if, if this is that team where Belichick's just out to, you know, put fifty on any, they'd have done it. They'd have done it quite easily, and you see it because, look, they're up twenty eight to ten. They're, you know, going for it on on fourth and one. Uh, you know. I, they're basically running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. They're not even trying to throw the ball. It's like they were working on things. They were working on their goal line offense, their short yardage offense. That's what they were doing. They were working on their running game because they didn't want to risk Tom Brady going back to pass and taking any unnecessary hits. Then the Dolphins, they get a drive together. They make it 28 to 17. and. After that, the Patriots, what do they do? They go right down the field. Brady starts throwing the ball again, and they score a touchdown. It's, it's not a coincidence. When the Patriots decided, okay, let's right, we gotta score another touchdown so we can feel a little bit more comfortable, they did it. They did whatever they wanted to in this game. And that, you know, that's about what the Patriots are, and that's also where this Dolphins team is. They simply cannot compete with the new England Patriots. And that's where I want to focus this show on today, because the question now, as we sit at four and seven, you you can make your case as to how many games the Dolphins win the rest of the year. Do they win one, two, three more games? If you're really delusional, you think, oh, well, they can, they've they got this miracle turnaround in them, and they, they still can win all five games to go nine and seven, and maybe they could sneak into the playoffs. Even if you believe that that is a possibility, and, you know, I feel bad for you if you believe that that is a possibility, because you're going to be disappointed Even if that should happen, what good does it do? What does it prove? And what does it do for this team? What does it mean for this team going forward? Because my belief with what is wrong with this team, and there are a litany of things that are wrong with this team, but the core problem with the Miami Dolphins as a franchise is that for a long time, They have believed that they're closer than they are. And they have believed that there's value in trying to be a playoff team. And I'm not going to disagree that there's, that there's value in making the playoffs. There's value in making the playoffs. Maybe you get a home, an extra home game, tickets. It makes the fans feel good. It's, it's good. You're building steps and all of that. But at the end of the day, the goal should not be. To be a nine and seven or 10 and six team that could sneak into the playoffs. The goal should be to be a Super Bowl team. The goal should be to be able to consistently compete with the teams at the level of the team that they just played today, the New England Patriots. And they're nowhere close. And that's, that's so obvious when you watch this game. They are nowhere near – and really when you watch this team the entire season. They're just nowhere near that level of team. And so what do you you want out of this season? Do you want the team to finish strong and say, hey, maybe we've got some pieces here that we can work with? Maybe we – you know, add a piece here and a piece there and we get Tannehill back and maybe we're a 9 and 7 or 10 and six team next year. Or do you want this team to fall flat on their face, get a dose of reality and realize they're far away and putting band-aids and making moves to be good for the next one or two years is not what is going to help this team get to where they should want to be which is three four five years down the line be having the foundation of a team that can compete for championships for a decade
0: yeah i think why I, we hit it on this after we recorded the show after the tampa bay game was that we talked about that the sort of need for the dolphins to really do a proper rebuild because they They really haven't, I mean, even when this team really needed and desperately needed a proper rebuild um, after some of those, after that Cam Cameron season and some of of those really bad early 2000 seasons, this team I don't think has ever really done a complete proper rebuild. And I think that's sort of where we're, unfortunately, that's sort of where we're at right now. Um, And I think the dolphins have so many things that they need to look at as far as their team like taking stock of the miami dolphins as a, as an organization you look at this team and you look there are literally going into next season holes at or, or question marks, at just about every single position. I think the only thing that you know definitively right now as a Miami Dolphin going into the future is that you need to lock up Jarvis Landry. You need to pay that man, and you need to have him as the cornerstone of this offense as you're moving forward because at this point in time, he's the only guy that you have. You've got Ryan Tannehill coming back, but he's coming back off of, a, off of a pretty bad injury, and he was already a question mark anyway. You already didn't know whether or not this guy was really going to be your franchise quarterback, so you've got questions there. Uh, the running back situation is a mess. I mean, it's a real mess going forward in this season. Uh, Sonoris Perry is going to be in concussion protocol. I don't know if we know at this point just how bad the injury was to Damian Williams, but it looks like he is set to miss a little time. So you've got Kenyon Drake, who can't hold on to the football, so that's a problem. So the running back situation is just a complete disaster for the Dolphins right now. Uh, the offensive line continues to be a mess. Just turnstiles all day long. This uh, Dolphins offensive line was just so poor. And Matt Moore did nothing to sort of help the... I mean, every time somebody broke through that line of scrimmage, he just sort of stood there and looked at him and took the sack. It was kind of upsetting today. Um, so the offensive line continues to be a mess, which is, I mean... The Dolphin, Dolphins offensive line has been a mess for going on 20 years now. It's, it's really bad, especially at, at that was the place where they were supposedly investing so much. And it's still just a complete disaster at this point. Uh, So that's a problem. Tight end is obviously an issue. I think at this point, probably, if you're the Dolphins, maybe your best bet is to try to lock up Anthony Fasano and and move on from there. But, I mean, that's not your long-term tight end, so there's a question mark there. On the defensive side of the ball, the secondary continues to be a mess. The linebackers are a disaster. Kiko Alonso is just an awful linebacker. Absolutely horrendous in coverage. Just completely looks lost all of the time. So you have to completely rebuild your linebacker. Linebacker core, obviously you're getting, um, you're getting, uh, McMillan. Well, McMillan back at the beginning of next season, but again, that's an unknown quantity, so you really don't know what you've got there, and the rest of the core is still a mess, and unfortunately with the money that they're paying Alonzo, you're stuck with him next year, so you've got another defensive liability there. Um, the defensive line is probably the bright spot on this Dolphins team, at least they certainly were today. Today this was the first time you saw the Dolphins get consistent pressure on a quarterback, and and they were pretty physical with uh, Tom Brady. They They pushed him around a little bit, they hit him they made them they made him know that they were there. And I think that's probably about the one bright spot that you could say. But I mean, again, you look at that defensive line, and you've got Ndamakan Sue. Are you gonna pay him again? Or can you restructure his contract to try to keep him around and try to rebuild that off that defensive line? Cameron Wake, his best days are behind him, so I don't know how much longer you're gonna get actual good production out of Cameron Wake. Um, and you've got other questions on the defensive line as well. And then I don't even need to get into the secondary, which is just a disaster. Xavier uh, Howard, who we were all really high on early on, has has proven to be a, a much more of a liability down the line. Uh, Cordrea Tankersley really has not elevated his game that much. You're still really looking at a, at a secondary that is Rashad Jones and a bunch of other guys. So uh, as you go forward, as this Dolphins team goes forward, I mean, they really have to address just about every position on the field. And that is the clear sign of a team that is not one or two years away from competing. This is a team that is several years away from competing. And if I'm the Miami Dolphins, if I'm Mike Tannenbaum, if I'm Steven Ross, if I'm Adam Gase, I think the way to do this is to just be honest... Be honest with your fans and be honest with yourself and say, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a long way to go. We're not close. And the way that they can get there, the way that they can start off moving down that track is by not winning any more games this season and it's and it's and i and i hate to say that i hate to be that guy who is cheering for his team to lose and you know at the end of the day you're never actually cheering for your team to lose because they're out there they're competing you want to see them win but i think what is most helpful for this dolphins team as they go into these final 5 games of the season is if they can drop all or almost all of those games and get themselves as high a draft pick as possible, that's going to be the first step that they need to take to really start rebuilding this team. This is, um, and this question was sort of addressed to us on Twitter, Brain, and, and you can give us your thoughts on this as well. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but uh, the Dolphins end zone at Dolphins end zone on Twitter asked us does Gase have the balls to make the moves that need to be made this offseason? Pouncey, Parker, Wake, Sue, restructuring, etc. Um, and then he, he sort of parlayed that with the question, at what point does Ross start questioning what he has in Gase? And that is not something that is going to be questioned anytime soon. I think uh, Adam Gase is going to have... I think Steve Ross is going to give Adam Gase a very long leash, and their, every indication is that this that we've seen this year is that Gase is on a very long leash. And we could tell that with the way that he has handled some of the issues that have arisen during the season. So brain, that's my perspective. My perspective is that the dolphins are going to be better off, not winning very much more for the rest of the season, try to get themselves a really good draft pick, Uh, draft stock is, this draft looks to be a particularly good one coming up. So the Dolphins can probably add a few really good pieces. Um, And, you know, maybe if they can get uh, Sue to restructure that contract, get Tannehill to restructure his contract, maybe they can free up a little bit of money to make a couple of free agent acquisitions that might be able to help them with an eye towards a bit more long-term situation. Um,
1: I don't know. Give me your thoughts on it, Brent. That's the problem. That, see, do, do you want Tannehill and, and Sue to restructure? Sure, fine. You want those guys to, to stick around uh, because those are guys that can help you win three, four, five years down the line. But do I want them to restructure their contract so that they can go out and spend money in free agency? No, that's not what this team needs because you don't build a winner consistently through free agency. You overpay players for free agency because you know who you're getting in free agency. What you're getting in free agency are guys that were drafted by teams that played well, that outperformed their rookie contracts, but whose teams decided that it wasn't worth it to pay them what they want to make. So, if it's not worth it for the team that drafted them to pay what they want, then why would the Dolphins? And it's not to say that there aren't you know bargains out there in free agency. the The good free agency moves are typically the ones where you where you find a veteran guy that's bounced around a little bit who still has some juice in the tank, but didn't get re signed because his uh, because his team. Wanted to go in a younger direction because they were trying to rebuild or they had a younger up and coming guy, uh, you know, coming up to replace him. But if you're going to make those moves, you make those moves because that's a piece that's going to help you either this year or next year be a championship team. Or three, four years down the line, somebody that can help you win a championship. And if we're talking about, uh, you know, a veteran player that you're going to get at a bargain, that's not a guy that's going to help you long term. And if we're talking about a guy that's entering the prime of his career that you're going to have to pay major bucks to, then you're one, you're overpaying for him, and two, you're already allocating money for three to four years down the line to, to spend big on a guy when you have so many other holes to address. And unless that guy is a quarterback or I I guess a shut down corner, then there's just, I, I don't see any reason for us to be spending money in free agency. And that's why I want the Dolphins to lose. It's not because of the draft pick. That's part of it. But in all honesty, the draft is is so much of a crapshoot that, look, the Dolphins could lose out and they could end up with like the fifth or sixth pick in the draft. Or they could win one or two games and they could end up with like the, the you know, eighth, ninth or tenth pick. Or they could win three or four games and they'll probably end up with like the 12th or the 13th pick. Typically, there's not a huge difference there in the in the caliber of player that you're getting if you make the the right pick. There's there's plenty of talented guys wherever you pick. There, it's been proven. I mean, granted, the closer you are to one, the the greater the odds are that you hit. But look, it, it's no guarantee. I mean, the Dolphins traded up for the number two pick a few years ago and drafted Dion Jordan, who's been an absolute bust. So it's it's not like it's it's some guarantee that if you get a top five or six pick that it's going to turn into like a franchise changing player. The problem with them winning games at this point is it's going to delude the fan base. OK, the fan base is whatever, because the fan base can be as delusional as they want. And they have been for years, and that doesn't really matter what matters is is you don't want to delude the people that are making the decisions. And that's what could happen. If this team was to, let's say, win four of their last five games and they go eight and eight, they're going to look at this season and they're going to say, hey, you know, after all that, after all the adversity, after all the injuries, we lose our starting quarterback, our middle linebacker. We lose a, a key piece at cornerback. We had to trade away our star running back and we still went eight and eight. We add a couple of pieces. We get our quarterback back. Hey, we're a 10 and team next year. That is absolutely the worst thing that could happen if they go into this offseason with that mindset with that mentality. That's why they need to fall flat on their face because they need to see that they're not close. And I mean, you would hope that they've seen enough. You would, because any reasonable fan has seen enough. You watch this game, you've seen enough. You watch what we've seen now for five weeks in a row in this five game losing streak, which you know, yeah, they've lost to a couple of good teams, but three of the five games that they've lost have been to losing teams. And, you know, a, a few of them at home. And you see this, and we know that they're not close. The problem is, and the question is, do they know that they're not close? And does Mike Tannenbaum, if he's not fired this year, this is a problem that. That could happen if Mike Tannenbaum does not look at this honestly. If Stephen Ross does not look at this honestly, because if Stephen Ross says to Mike Tannenbaum this off season after a disappointing year, let's say they go six and ten, five and eleven, whatever they go, and and Stephen Ross has the meeting with with Mike Tannenbaum and he goes, you know, uh, you know, you went out on a limb with the Tannehill extension. You went out on a limb spending a lot of money to Indomik and Sue. Uh, We've traded away a lot of draft picks. You've been in charge of a couple of draft classes. You put this team together, and we don't look very good. But I'm going to give you one more year. That is a recipe for disaster because that means that Mike Tannenbaum, who has the keys to make whatever moves he wants with the team, that means he goes into next year. In job saving mode, in job saving mode, which means we're not caring about three, four, five years down the line. We're doing the same thing that we've been doing for the past six, seven years, which is trying to win next season to try to save jobs. And so I completely agree with you that the best thing for them to do is to be honest. The only way that we're going to get them to be honest, in my opinion, is for them to lose games. It's not even about the draft. It's just about they need to see how bad this team is, how far away this team is, because if they think they're close, everything in their track record says they're going to go for it. And if they go for it, everything in their track record says they're going to fall short.
0: Well, the Dolphins have one game remaining this season against a team that currently has a record worse than theirs. First of all, there are only six teams in the league with a record worse than the Dolphins, four and seven. And one of those is the three and eight Denver Broncos, who the Dolphins will host at Hard Rock Stadium next Sunday. So if there was an opportunity remaining on the schedule for the Dolphins to get another win, this might presumably be that opportunity, a big home game against the Broncos. I think if the Dolphins lose this game at home against the Broncos, I mean, the
1: Broncos are a bad football team. Well, wow. I think this is worth talking about when it comes when it comes to the Broncos because well, we've got another show this week in want well, yeah, to make that I, I just want to make this point. All right, um, the Denver Broncos are their head coach is uh, is Vance Joseph, who was the Dolphins' defensive coordinator last year, and the Dolphins' defense last year got off to this hot start. And then was horrendous down the stretch for like the second half of the year was like the worst defense in the league. Yet the Broncos seem to have pegged Vance Joseph for their head coaching job long before that. And they made him the coach. The Denver Broncos have had an historically great defense for the past three, four seasons. And Vance Joseph in one year has turned them into one of the worst defenses in the league. Now, the reason that that's important from where the Dolphins are is because if you remember, when Vance Joseph left, the move that the Dolphins made was not to go outside and hire another defensive coordinator. They decided to promote from within and take their top defensive assistant, which was Matt Burke, and promote him to defensive coordinator and what have we seen from this defense six weeks in we said wow this is a legit defense and over this five game winning streak wow have they been bad and they show no signs of getting any better and so one of the things that you have to look at the rest of the year um look I'm not saying that Adam Gase should be on should necessarily be on the hot seat right now although I will say Uh, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season, if there was anything that Adam Gase could do to be on the hot seat at the end of the season or going into the next season, I would have said no, but I think that's where we're at now. Like (laughs) he's totally all, all of the credibility that he earned with last year's miraculous turnaround is gone. And I think overall he's getting a pass for the rest of this season or for this season in general, because you know, he lost his quarterback or whatever, but I think he goes into next year and it's like, he's one and one, you know, he's, he's had a good year and a bad year and the jury is still very much out on him. Matt Burke. I don't know that he necessarily deserves a pass. If this defense doesn't improve,
0: absolutely not. He he
1: does not um, deserve a pass at all. they they may need to one of the moves that they may need to make this off is to go out and get a defensive coordinator.
0: They need to get a defensive coordinator. They need to get a new special teams coach. Darren Rizzi. Uh, they need
1: to get an offensive coordinator because they ne- because yes, because They yeah. should not be the offensive coordinator here. He should be the head coach. It's a bad, situation. you know the CEO of the program, oversee everything. You you want to be like the Patriots? Hey, you know what Bill Belichick does really really well. He lets people do their job.
0: Will Adam Gase be able to hire somebody that he can let do their job? Remains to be seen. I would like to hope so, but we're, <laughs> we're going to see. At this point, the, the defensive coordinator has been poor. The Special teams coach has been poor. Adam Gase as an offensive play caller has been poor. I think really what we're going to be looking at as we go into next season, and obviously there's a lot of time to talk about this, but... It really is about the mentality of this team going forward. And if they can go forward as a team that knows that they're not close and approach it as a team that is not close, then I think you're going to have Adam Gase with a lot more time. And you're not going to be looking at an Adam Gase who's in trouble if his team only wins four games next season. Because obviously you wouldn't expect them. They're not looking to be competitors next season. But if they do go and say, okay, we're going to win and we're going to win right now, and you have Ryan Tannehill go out there and have another mediocre season and you just have, you know, the Dolphins end up finishing 6 and ten, seven and 9 after they were supposedly competing to win something, that's when you look at Adam Gase and you go, okay, this is an all-out failure. Now, again, and we don't need to get into that right now, again, I think a lot more of that is coming from above. Potentially, but regardless, this is a um, this is not a good spot. It's been another frustrating season, and um, hopefully, as we go through the rest of this season, it's it's now at that point where the, this is a Dolphins team that is progressing for the future. And what is the best way to do that? As we've said already, this team needs to tank and lose out for the rest of the way. And I think that'll allow us to really be able to really truly take stock of where this team is. And I think at this point, anybody who wants to suggest that this is a Dolphins team that is that is close and that has just had some injury problems, I think really needs to completely step back and take stock of where this team really is. And look at it. How close are the Dolphins to beating the Patriots? They're not even in the same ballpark. They're not even in the same parking lot. They're not even in the same block. They're miles and miles away. And it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs. Brain, tell the people where they can find you.
1: can find me on Twitter at AaronTheBrain. And I haven't written in a little bit for DolphinsReport.com, but I have an idea for, for a new article, so look for it. It should be out sometime this week, DolphinsReport.com.
0: Fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter, at AmplifiedToRock, and you can also, excuse me. <coughs> Ooh, oh, it's
1: bad. It's getting it's getting worse. We got to wrap this up. I know. The
0: dolphins are poisoning me. I am slowly dying. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. Follow the show at Same Old Dolphins. Follow Bad Bruno, the band that brings us our fantastic Miami Dolphins fight song, punk rock cover. They're at Bad Bruno Punk. Uh, You should download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Shoot us a message on Twitter. You can slide in the DMs, tweet at us, do whatever you want. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And hear your thoughts on what do you think the Dolphins should do at this point. Is it better for them to keep winning? Or is it better for them to just tank and lose out the rest of the way? Or is it somewhere in between? Curious to hear all of your thoughts. Uh, The Brain and I will be back later this week. Hopefully I will be over whatever it is that is attacking me right now. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to look forward to that Broncos game with with good health. So that'll be coming later on this week. So look for it here. It might even be a brain solo show. Those have become very popular as well because then you don't have to listen to me. You just listen to the Dulcet Towns of Aaron the Brain. But until the next episode, this is Josh Katzker for Aaron the Brain and the same old Dolphin show. We'll talk to you again next time. Bye bye, everybody. Go Dolphin! Miami Scott Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from gold and gold like no one's ever seen We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control And what do you say, Miami? You're talking to my our-